Welcome to Resurrection Church Podcast. We are honored you are here. Without any further delay, here's the word. Like a king. If we're in a kingdom, then we need to think like a king. I I have a friend, his, his royal majesty, Dr. Fletcher, Kingsley Fletcher, uh, Adamity is his royal, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, he's actually the king of the nation of Shai in Ghana, literally, of several million people, and he has helped me over the years to help me understand what kingdom living is all about. I want you to turn in your Bibles, first of all, to Genesis chapter 1. And we'll begin in verse 26. And uh, then I want to quote a scripture to you this morning. So get into Genesis. That's going to be really hard to find. That's like the first two pages of the Bible, okay? So hopefully everyone can get there. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. You can just write down the reference. You don't have to look it up because I'm going to read it. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the what? The foundation of the world. God established kingdom philosophy and kingdom operation as the founding factor of all the universe. Now let's read from Genesis chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our own likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. In other words, all the creeps. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Male and not 102 different sexes like Facebook has. He created them. God created them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then of course he, he goes on and explains the rest of it and he says, And behold, it was all really good. You know, there are over, well over 6 billion people closer to 7 billion people now in the world. And there's only a few of those who know why they're here. And maybe some of you in here, I'm not sure about why you're here, but you'll find out today. They have no idea of why they're here, why they exist, and what their purpose is as a human being. Now, I want you to know up front, this series is going to challenge some old-style religious thinking. But I refuse to go by 
what the theologians think is right and listen to them teach it. I'd rather find it from God's word myself, wouldn't you? Because that's the way we properly interpret it. You know, so there's a challenge that some of you in this room are going to have to face in your life this morning. See, some in here have been taught that to, to think that even to think about operating on kingdom principles is too haughty. And we shouldn't approach it as human beings because it's above us. That man should be humble and poor and powerless. But I'm here to crush that old stinking thinking. Man is, man is the crowning act of an intentional creator. You are a crowning act. We exist as God's co-regents in this world created for us. God didn't need the universe. God didn't need the earth. He created all of this for you and I. And so we exist for that very reason. So we are God's crowning moment. Boy, that'll, that'll raise your expectations a little bit when you think about it. Everything we see and the, everything that exists is here because He wanted to crown us with His glory. And He wants us to learn how to think like kings. Tell two people, just think like a king. So my purpose today is to get us to live like royalty. Now see, that's already messed somebody's theology up because you've been told, well, you know, I'm just a humble nobody and I'm just a, I'm just a slave for God. No, you're, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, you're much, much more than that in God's eyes. I'm going to prove it to you from His Word. So let's look at this kingdom of God plan as we see it in Genesis chapter 2. So what was God's original plan for His creation? What was His plan? What did He want to accomplish? Bottom line, and you're going to hear this a lot today, bottom line is the authority in the earth was assigned to man. Authority in the earth was assigned to man. You see, God does not rule directly upon the earth, but His desire is to exercise His power through the authority He has relegated to those who believe in Him. In other words, we are His representatives in the earth. You say, well, Pastor, you're messing up my thinking here. Well, let me give you a supporting scripture. In Psalms 115, 16, the Bible says the heavens are the heavens of the Lord. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. See, now some of you can't even comprehend that. Can I read that one more time? 
The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth, everyone say, everyone say the earth. The earth he has given to the sons of men. This is your planet. And because it's your planet and you have authority in this earth, then what goes on in this earth happens because we allow it, permit it, or instigate it. See, this, it talks, and we'll look in this more deeply in a minute, it talks about ruling or dominion. This, this spirit of dominion that's in all of mankind, see, causes us to rebel when there's an attempt by anyone or someone or something to dominate over our lives. Think about it. None of us want to be ruled by anyone. But yet Satan is the ruler of this earth. That's why we're in conflict with him every day. But praise God through Jesus Christ, we have the upper hand in this process. In other words, we were born to rule and not be ruled. In other words, if the devil's been kicking you around, you need to kick him out. Quit whining, quit moaning, quit complaining, and make your stand in the authority that God has given to mankind. Now think about this. As kings, kings rule with complete sovereignty. Now, we don't understand this in this country because we live in a republic. As I mentioned before, uh, 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 the country of Swaziland in Africa, as far as I know, is the last remaining monarch in the entire continent of Africa. There may be other countries that I'm not aware of that has a true king. He rules the entire country. He has the last say. What goes on in that country goes on because he either says it's allowed or disallowed. Well, think of the word kingdom. Kingdom of God. Kingdom. King and domain. You can't be a king without a domain. And every domain needs a king. So we are in the kingdom of God. By the way, as a side note, when you read the book of Matthew... Matthew uses the terminology kingdom of heaven, which is synonymous with the kingdom of God. All the other gospels use the kingdom of God, but Matthew chose to use the kingdom of heaven. There is no difference there. So when you read in Matthew and it says the kingdom of heaven, it means kingdom of God. Okay, so that's we want to cross that and make sure that you understand that. So this is the, the big thing. God will not violate his own words. Whatever he speaks becomes law even to himself. In other words, when God says something, as, our, as the creator of all things, when he speaks, he also abides by what he speaks. He never breaks the rules he's established. So when he says in here, that he's given us rule or dominion over the things of the earth, he has, he has qualified himself to say, yes, it's yours. 
In other words, he's saying, it's your place, you rule it. Let me in on it, and I'll help you. He will not violate his own word. See, some pe- see many in this room have been taught, say, well, you know, you just can't help. Life is life, and you know, the devil is the devil, and bad is bad, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, and there's no, you know, they, they, they'll actually use the word sovereignty, which, by the way, is only mentioned one time in the Bible, connected to God one time, and they've made it a complete theology. Well, you know that God is sovereign, so he makes sick those he wants to make sick, and he takes home people early whom he just wants them to come home. No, he doesn't. That's not my God. My God, my Bible says that God is good, and he does all things good. There is no bad, and there is no evil in him. So if there's evil or badness in the world then it's not Him. Because God is absolutely perfect in all of His ways and absolutely good in the essence of who He is. He can't do bad. He can't think bad. That's not, it's not Him. And we've, you know, accident, you, know, you read a, a, a life insurance policy or an insurance policy and they'll tell you about the acts of God. Always related to tornadoes and hurricanes and floods. The devil is a liar. Hmm? So man is God's legal, legal, God is, excuse me, man is God's legal agent. And his only access to the earth. I told you, I told you I'd mess up your theology. His only access, because he's bound by his word, his only access to the earth is through the believer. That's why the Bible says that we are salt and light. That's why it says that we are the restrainer that he's left in this earth. He's always had a remnant of people that he can work through to accomplish his will in the earth. If we don't activate our authority, his hands are withdrawn, and because he's bound by his own word, he cannot, he will not disavow that, and he will keep his hands off of it. I'm preaching better than some of you shouting here. Now, you're going to hear a lot about this for the next couple of weeks, because this is, this is, there's so much. This has been the hardest thing about doing this series is trying to narrow it down to just a couple of, you're giving, just for a couple of weeks. I don't know if I can do that, but I'm trying. So this is his kingdom plan. Are you with me? Let's look at his kingdom of God design. As I said, we were created to exercise power and designed to manage that power in the earth. So let's read this scripture again one more time, and I'm going to break it down for us. Let's read it one more time. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the seas and over the birds of the sky and over the, bat, over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and rule. 
over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the every living thing that moves on the earth. Now let's look at some nuances in this text. Verse 26. See, in two places concerning man, one time it tells us that he made man. And then in another place it said he created him. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Look at verse, the verse, verse 26. Let us make man in our image. The word make simply means to accomplish. It means to accomplish much. And it has in its origination of the Hebrew the, that it is a conception of thought. In other words, God thought his plan out. And his plan was, in his thinking, was to make man in his image. That's his plan. So you and I are, the, are absolutely the greatest accomplishment of everything that's ever been created. You are it, baby. It doesn't get any better than this. You are his crowning moment. What an awesome God. What, how many, does, the love he has for us, it's un, unbelievable. So mankind is God's only legal way to exercise power in the earth. We have legal authority here. In other words, we have the power of attorney to act on his behalf. Most of us are familiar with the power of attorney. We got, we got you know, a couple of attorneys in here. We have a power of attorney. That's someone who isn't the originator who now has the, party, uh, the authority to act on behalf of another person. We are His authority in this earth. We're asking God to do something and He's asking us to do something. He said, I'll be happy to help out if you just do something and exercise your authority. So we are to dominate and rule over the things of the earth. We are to dominate over all of creation, not each other, not each other, but everything else that's created. God does not want us to dominate one another as human beings, but he wants us to dominate everything else that he's created. And by the way, we're going to talk about that in just a moment because there's a couple of things, most of, there's a couple of things the church has left out of that creation. Mm -hmm. Am I doing all right? Do I have any theologians? We're doing okay. <laughs> so, his purpose for us, which should be our purpose for us, is to dominate in the earth. Look at somebody and say, you're looking at the dominator. Not the term, the dominator, not the term. The do, you're looking at the dominator. See, I'm trying to get us to think like kings. 
you got to think like a king, so you got to think like a dominator. So when things come that you don't want in your life come your way, then you're the dominator. Mm-hmm. That'll preach for next week. Write that one down. That's fresh off the press right there. The dominator. So in verse 26, it says, Let us make man in his image. But in verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. Now, this is different. See, the, uh, the first one, the make, is, begins with the thought process. It's the plan. But when he made, it means he created. He shaped. He, he fashioned. In other words, he was, he was thoughtful in his creative work, but he put his hands to the work just like a potter would do with a piece of clay. Uh-huh. Now you're making the connection. So he shaped and he fashioned man. Two different terms will mean two different things. But now this is astounding. See, in verse 28, it says, And God blessed them. It does mean to bless God as an act of adoration. That is one half of the Hebrew definition. Is to bless, is to God to bless as an, or we bless God as an act of adoration, right? We bless Him and we blessed Him this morning in our worship. We gave Him adoration. But in the Hebrew, it has a reversal understanding. It also means, vice versa, that man was a benefit to God. So when it says he blessed mankind, he was saying, you're a benefit to me. So when God blessed him, blessed mankind, he was was doing, yes, we bless him, but he was saying, yes, I'm blessed too. I'm blessed because you're here. I'm blessed because I have people here on the earth that know how to dominate the earth. He said, I, I take this as a blessing. And now some people say, oh, you know, God would never think about us that way. Yes, he does. That's how absolutely, absolutely beneficial we are to him. You know, and we've been taught, you know, we're just little worms, watch us squirm. You know, we're do-nothings, know-nothings. We're just little measly Poor little me. No. No, when God looks at us, he gets excited. When God looks at us, he says, that's my kids. Those are my people. Those are, and the the Bible actually says, those are my kings of the earth. It will get you to think like a king. So God blessed man Because he, being mankind, was a benefit to God. 
He chose to give us authority. And when we exercise his dominion in the earth, then God says, they're a benefit to me. See, why have we made God's relationship with us one way? That's all him being something on us and we can't be something to him. You are something to him. He sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to die so that we could be forgiven, so we could walk in this kingdom living. Think about it. No other created thing has ever been blessed by God. Nothing. He said things were good, but he's only, he has only blessed man. That's how important you are. I think I got enough for, for three weeks on just this one. Now let's go a little bit deeper. Tell the person beside me, let's go deeper now. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. All right. We're going to look deeper. Let's look at verse 26 again. It says, He's made man in our, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule. And he explains everything that's on the earth. Everything. Everything that's in the earth. We are to rule. That word rule means to dominate, to have dominion over. I don't know if I just, I don't, I, that's hard to believe. That's hard to believe. That God would just turn us loose and let us run this whole kit and caboodle thing. How could he try, he, how could he, how could he do this? I mean, it's just, you know, I'm just, I'm just so humble. You know, I'm just a little, little nobody. And no, you aren't a nobody. You're a somebody. Somebody who's been anointed of God. This is not a prideful issue. This is, you see, we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. Jesus paid the price for it. So he says, let them dominate. Let them rule. Now, get this scripture. Write this one down because you'll never want to forget this one. In Psalms verse. Eight, Psalms chapter 8 verses 4 through 7 it says this what are people that you should think about them mere mortals that you should care for them yet you made them a little lower than Elohim God not angels King James says angels, that's incorrect translation. Elohim, that's God. You have made him a little lower than God, and here it comes, and crowned them with glory and honor. But he's not through. What does it say? And you gave them charge of everything you made. Well, good. Now I'm in charge of all the ducks. I'm in charge of all the uh, 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 scorpions. I'm in, I'm in charge of all the birds. I'm in charge of all the worms and the deer. But it says he puts you in charge of everything he made. 
We forget that God made angels. And since he made angels, and they're angels who fell from God's heaven, and now called demons, that's why Jesus said, this is your great commission. He said, cast out demons in my name. Why? Because you have dominion over them. The Bible says, are not all ministering spirits, speaking of angels, are not all ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation? They're created beings, and you have authority, and you are in higher position than the angels, even the archangel Gabriel. You have more benefit in God than they, and more access than they do. They were created to listen to what you will allow in the earth. I tell you why to get your motor going. So, so you, so you don't pray to angels. You tell them what to do. They are here on assignment. If you never take authority in the earth, they have nothing to do. I think there may be a couple of folks that got your angels have been sleeping since you were born. The, Jesus talked about that we have angel assignments over each one of us. These assignments are here. They're waiting for us to dominate and to rule over everything that's on the earth, including them. They're willing to help. They want to help, but we have, but they, but God will not initiate their activity on your behalf. You must initiate their activity. That's why when you're going through a, through a struggle or a battle, that's why you call upon and tell the angels, say, listen, I want you to go, I put you on assignment today. If you're needing uh, finances and a, a breakthrough in your finances, you call your angels and say, now angels, go and get that new career for me. Go and get me that new house. Go now on my behalf. I send you as charged and go and now do what I am commanding you to do in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all's angels have been up there twiddling their thumbs saying, sure wish they'd do something. I'm telling you, this, this is such a faith builder for me. I don't know about the rest of you, but it is a faith builder for me. I haven't even finished this verse. You, have, you gave them charge over everything you made, putting all things. Putting what? All things under their authority. Authority is not authority until you exercise it. And until you appropriate it, there is no authority. You have to initiate the authority. That's why you've got to learn how to think like a king. Tell three people, just think like a king. See, we are to represent the kingdom of the kingdom government. We're to, we're to represent the kingdom of God on the earth. That's why we're here. That's why He created us. So we're His heavenly agents on the earth. 
And so we're here to serve as his divine representatives. In this physical world, we're it, baby. I don't know where to stop. I got through pay. I'm not. Oh, man. We got to stop. I think we've gone far. I, I, I got to stop. I got to stop. We're not through. I'm going to jump over because I want us to do something this morning. We're going to pray for one another. I believe, I believe, I don't know about you, but I, believe, I sense a, a real sincerity of an increase in our faith here this morning. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for one another. You know, last week we, got, we did communion, which was really cool. We had everybody kind of get in little groups. We're going to do that again today, but we're not going to take communion. But I want to leave you with this scripture. Because this is how you're going to pray in your group today. I suspect when you get into your group that there'll be some type of need in that group. Physical need, uh, emotional need, a family issue, whatever. All God's children have issues anyway, right? But we're going to pray for one another. And I, this is for everyone from front to back. In fact, why don't you stand up as I read this scripture. And this is what we're going to apply. This is called, well, I, this is the Dietz Zinger. I'm going to give you the scripture. I'll get it right down. You need to just to do it. All right. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19. In lead, it's in red. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Here is the keys to the kingdom. What do keys do? They open doors, but they also Lock doors. So what you're going to do today, you're going to pray for one another, and you're going to lock some doors, and you're going to unlock some doors. You're going to allow and prohibit whatever's necessary because what you say will be done in heaven just like you say it in the earth. Regardless of your age, you have authority. For Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. We're not calling heaven into the earth. We're opening and closing doors in the earth. Whatever you bind in this earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you, bind, whatever you loose in the earth will be loosed in heaven. How many of you know that in heaven is perfection? 
So we're going to call perfection down into every situation. And you're going to, you're going to be the, the kingdom authority for someone else today. And I, so I want you to get into groups. It, it just you Don't be selective. Just, I want everyone in a group of at least uh, two or three or so. Four. Get past that point. It gets out of hands because we'll have you here all day. So get in groups of two to four people. Two to four people. Two of minimum, no, let's say three. You need three or four people. Three or four people. And I want you, now this is not tell your story time. This is just give a, a one little uh, phrase of what you're expecting God or you're needing from God to do in your life today. And I want you to take the authority here in the earth as it's been given by God. I want you to loose the angels. I want you to bind the devil. I want you to do the operations of the, of the authority of God in the earth. I want you to do it right now. So just get a couple, with some, a couple of people and just pray. Pray over them. Lay hands on them if you need to. Again, don't tell your whole story. Just tell them what your need is. And let's, let's now de make declarations here in this house this morning. As we, this is how we're going to close the service today. So pray for one another. No, no, no. Don't even pray. Declare. Proclaim. Prophesy. Make your declarations. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it for you. So go in his name and exercise your authority. That's it. Declare it. Exercise your authority. You're his divine representative in the earth. He's waiting on us to exercise it.
Thank you for listening to the Resurrection Church Podcast. We hope you are encouraged and ready to win souls for Christ. For more information or to plan your visit, go to rc-hickory.org.